welcome back to another episode of the Fired Up Podcast. And we are doing another one of our NFL division previews. We've got JD here and intern Eric for his first football session. And we're going to be tackling uh, the NFC South, which is the Defending NFC championship, uh, champion Atlanta Falcons. We got the Saints, the Panthers, the Buccaneers. I think that we should probably start with the Buccaneers, guys. I'm hoping people are watching, the, I'm assuming people are watching the HBO Hard Knocks this year, which we've had uh, two episodes of the Bucks. Are you guys watching? What do you think of it? I like it way better than last year because I hate Jeff Fisher. Well, last year was probably the, I don't, I didn't even finish last year's because it was so bad. Yeah, Jeff Fisher is, he's not a good coach and he's not a good TV personality. Jared Goff is not a good personality. Todd Gurley was a little, Aaron Donald's the only one I liked watching. How's Winston on that show? Is he pretty good? He's pretty charming. It's, it, I think most people kind of have this idea of Winston because he's the crab legs and the Florida (laughs) State stuff. And you watch it, man, and he's a nice guy. Well, he's charming. He's a leader. He talks to everybody in the locker room. He knows exactly what to say. It seems like he studies film a lot. He's there for everybody. He just seems like a great teammate. He is very positive. You'll give him that. But yes. he's, he's still always crab legs. Well, his me. whole life, yeah, it's probably been all positive. A question for you. Is Mike Evans' voice high or low? It, it's not what you expect, but it's just... It's like us talking, which is weird to say because he's 6'5". Yeah, because he's huge. But he doesn't have like a deep voice or anything like that. Interesting. Okay. He was giving his uh, his rundown on the best basketball players of all time, and he was just on point. And then Deshaun Jackson is just like completely stupid. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, he put, I think he put Kobe 1. Did, yeah. Is that like, what are you talking about, man? Although yeah, I think Evans had Kobe a little high. But too. then I Evans, think is Evans talking... had Kobe like fourth. But at least Evans was also mentioning like Magic rings. and Larry, and he yeah. was talking about old school guys. Yeah. And Deshaun was just like, no, nah, it's Kobe, it's LeBron, like, Jordan. No. And it's oh like, my. no, Deshaun no, was hating on LeBron. And it's like, yeah. man, get over that, dude. It's <laughs> 2008. But let's talk about these Bucks because they do a lot of changes. I think they're exciting. I like Gerald McCoy, and I think he's hilarious uh, on Hard Knocks because he's so into superheroes. It's just, <laughs> it's just a funny dude. He's wearing cleats that are like Hulk Smash. He's got like a different superhero for every day of practice. So, and I like the coach. I think Dirk Cutter's fine. Um, and so I'm, I'll be interested to see how they're going to do this year. I think that they, so last year they went nine and seven. Uh, they returned the same head coach, same offensive defensive coordinator. They got more powerful on offense. I don't know if they're going to win nine games again, because they do have some glaring holes on the offensive line and the defense. Uh, at first glance, JD, how do you think the bucks are looking this year? Well, I mean, you would think just bringing in Deshaun and getting OJ Howard, that's going to improve the offense. But like you said, I mean, O.J. Howard, we'll probably talk about him in a bit. Yep. He's more of a – I think he was the best blocking tight end in college last year. I think that'll be his primary goal coming into the season. I think Braid will still be the ca- pass-catching uh, tight end. He was a guy Jameis looked for a lot in his first year. Uh, he only had one less red zone target than Mike Evans, which was pretty surprising. I mean, both of them, they get enough balls to produce. I don't know if Braid will – I think he had eight touchdowns last year. He did that. He had, he had eight, and Evans had 12. See, I mean, there are a lot of mouths to feed. And then you got Dougie, Dougie Fresh coming back, too. Muscle hamster. That muscle Call him hamster, by his real dude. nickname. What did he test positive for? Do we know? Was it Adderall. Like, I'm look, almost positive. Intern Eric's on it. Yeah, within the 10, within the ten, they even tied in That's targets. That's just like a PED, right? I, I think we've established that. That just helps you focus and play better. But then he went to no. But didn't didn't he go to like 
rehab? Did he go to rehab for Adderall? He, he did go to rehab for something. Because yeah. in my notes it says they supported him. We got from back from Dude, rehab. Dude, I feel like they lie with that shit sometimes. And they didn't draft. Oh, they did draft a running back in the fifth round too. It's Adderall. Yeah, McNichols. and he went to rehab for it. That is yeah. so bizarre. The McNichols guy. Yeah, Jeremy McNichols. Just from yeah, just from the uh, the hard knocks. He's kind of like the third down, like Charles Sims. He's kind of competing with him for that third down back role. But if he can't protect Jameis, which seems like his big issue, it's like, man, you're not going to get on the field. And when you look at the Tampa Bay offensive line, I think it was, you know, they do have holes and they didn't address it at all. Like, I know that they wanted to get Jameis more weapons. So they went out and got OJ Howard and then they got, they got the safety from A&M, but then they got you know another wide receiver and then they got another running back. And you look at the people on their line. They've got Donovan Smith, the left tackle, who was terrible. Uh, Pro Football Focus rated him like one of the top, the ten worst tackles in the league. They do get J.R. Sweezy back, who missed all of last year, so that may be good for the run game as well. But Kevin Pamphil, the right guard, sucks, and the right tackle uh, Dotson is not good as well. And they they had six draft picks, and they didn't get one on the offensive line. Yeah, disappointing for a team that's probably. I mean, just from their numbers last year, they want to run the ball, especially when they went on that tear later in the season. I know Jameis is attempts were down and they were trying to focus on the ground game too i mean i guess you do that to kind of keep him upright you don't want him dropping back 45 times a game where would you take jamin Jameis as a a qb this year i when i'm looking at Jameis, his his average draft position he's the number seven qb his adp right now obviously it's still early is about 76 so that's in a 12 team league that's the end of the seventh and the beginning of the eighth I would probably look, if I look at who the other quarterbacks are in that range, you know, Cam Newton's the one after him at eight, uh, Derek Carr's nine, Kirk Cousins is 10, Mariota's 11. I would target somebody more like Mariota a couple rounds later than Jameis Winston because the way I look at the Tampa Bay Bucks team, I actually am very down on them this year. I think I'm going to bet the under on their win total because they don't have a great offensive line. And that means that Jameis, to me, isn't going to be able to drop back and drop as many dimes as he wants to to Deshaun. Like, getting Deshaun is a very good thing because it opens up the field and it actually will get, I think, Mike Evans more usage and more catches because they can't double-team him every time now. But if you can't keep the rushers out of the backfield, then it's going to be short dump-offs to Doug Martin or Jaquiz or to Cameron Brait. And so I worry that Jameis um, isn't going to be connecting on the big play. Uh They'll have to throw it a lot, but I think he might, he's going to turn the ball over because, as we've seen, he's not the most accurate passer. No, he's not. Uh, but I do think that Cameron Bray provides a lot of value. The Buccaneers love to play two tight ends. So they actually tied the league in using the 12 personnel, the one running back, two tight end, two wide receivers. They tied with Philly for most using that personnel package, which I think is great for Bray because of O.J. Howard's the blocking tight end. Uh, Jameis did love Cameron Bray at the end of last year, so I like him as kind of a late tight end. I'm just worried that the Buccaneers' defense didn't get that much better. And if the Buccaneers' defense is going to be giving up a lot of points, I don't think they're going to be very good. Just going to chuck the ball, I guess, right? And that's all assuming that they actually do commit to the pass-heavy offense. So first three games of the last year, they were all 67% of their plays all pass. After that, they dialed it down to 55%. They started going back to the run game. So you still have who? Jaquiz, Doug Martin. Oh, the ever-elusive Charles Sims. I the love o- Charles the Sims, The ultimate dude. tease. <laughs> uh, so, I had a bet on him last year, and then he went down what? God, he went down. Yeah, he went down. Yeah, yeah, like week eight, and it's just right before the playoffs. You got know, to write that into your bets that you make. For an inju- injury like week eight, just call the bet off. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. like they would do that. Just bet the under next time. I always bet in unders. 
You're betting on injuries. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would not take Mike Evans seven overall. I know he was the number one wide receiver last year, but so you just had a draft. Was Mike Evans a keeper? Where he was he... a keeper. Okay, yeah, I think a third round keeper, which makes sense. I mean, so when you look at Mike Evans, because he's, you know, when you look at most receiving yards, he's like fourth. On this thing, he is the fourth wide receiver. Where would you take him then? End of the first, early second, or would you even just kind of pass on him because the value for where you would take him is not good enough? I would pass on him at seven. I'd have, I think I'd take AJ Green over him. I might take. I think I'd take Jordy over him too. I don't know. I would agree with that. Would you take Des over? He him? led the league in targets. He had 171 targets, and that's just not going to be replicated because look at how things went for him last year. I mean, yeah. who else did they have to throw to? Did you know that only yeah. three wide receivers on their team last year had more than 50 targets? Right. And, I mean, that, inclu- I and that includes Vin- tight ends. They had Vincent Jackson. They had the fourth most injured receiving core last year, yeah, too. Yeah, Vincent was done. Is Humphreys in that list? Yep, he had 83 oh, targets last dude. year. Yeah. I'm- now, Evans' targets will go down, 171. He only caught 56% of those passes. But don't you think if he gets 40 less targets, because he, maybe he's not seeing as many double teams, yeah. his catches could still be around the same, if not a little bit higher? Yeah, I mean, that's a good case to make. Right. Or would you rather have Deshaun? I'd I'd rather have Deshaun later. I just love Deshaun. He gets hurt a lot, but when he's in there, if he can get the targets, um, I he think he could have a nice year. He doesn't need that much either. He doesn't right? need that much. It's like, man. hey, if he can catch two or three of those yeah. balls, you've got Three for a hundred game. and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Deshaun Jackson, for us on my sheet, is going – the 88th, uh, the 88th pick right now. I mean, he's the 34th wide receiver. I think more value for him late than Mike Evans early. Dude, did you know Mike Evans is 112 out of 118 qualifiers for yards after the catch for wide receivers? Is that? Be- I mean, yes, he 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 just doesn't he doesn't run. He doesn't get the ball and go because. Well, I guess he's I mean, probably I, just so huge they just yeah. toss it up and it's like, hey man, let's just move Gets the chains, it, right? Goes yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember the stat where it was something incredibly high where the percentage of balls he caught went for first downs. So that's a good yeah. everything right that's past good that's a good, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. good gotta have. Yeah. Right past the sticks. I mean, I don't know if I'm down on their over under as much as you are, but I understand that their secondary is not quite what it could be. I mean, Grimes Vernon Hargreaves was one of the worst corners in the league last year, but that's usually the case with rookie cornerbacks. Um, they got McCoy. Oh, they got Chris Baker. He's a good DT from uh, Washington. Washington. That'll be an upgrade. They signed J.J. Wilcox. You know, they, have, they have pieces. Yeah, the Cowboys' uh, yeah. strong safety, who's more of a run stopper. So they do need to address that because they had one of the most the worst run defenses last year, and which is kind of what I was thinking and with the under there because they play – Oh, yeah, they play the AFC East and the NFC North. Yeah, the AFC East, not bad. They can get a few wins there with the Jets and the Bills. Dude, the AFC East is trash. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, what other division do you want to play than the AFC East? The, the AFC South? The NFC West? The NFC West is pretty bad, too. It's up and I mean, you up. have two hard games against the Seahawks or the Patriots. And then, uh, I mean, who's better, the Cardinals or the Dolphins? I'd say the Cardinals. I was, really? I, well, I think the Cardinals are, but they're hanging by a thread, as in their whole season could go down in shit. Well, I guess you could say that about any team. So Yeah. I, I would probably say right. the I Dolphins because I have no faith in Carson Palmer anymore. That's but what I'm, you yeah. do have faith in <laughs> Jay, Jay. Butler. <laughs> oh, what do you think Jay's doing right now, guys? Oh, he's he's watching. He's not looking at the playbook. You think we could get Wheel him on the Fortune pod? reruns. <laughs> we could definitely get him on the Dude, pod. Dude, I could reach out to the Santa Margarita Connections, oh. talk to Kristen Cavallari. 
Wolfsmith's sister. Yeah. Friends with her. Dude, just get him to do a little shout out and we put it in the intro. That's all you need. <laughs> you don't need him to need. actually do a segment. He just, just goes, don't oh, what's up, care. fired up? Yeah, that's, that's it. What's up? I'm fired up. That's all that's we need. That's all we need. Hey, oh, who cares about this getting... podcast? Nobody. Don't care. Um, oh, damn it, Jay. All right. You guys like Doug Martin? You know, I like Doug Martin. He's suspended for three games. He's a, he has and something he's to prove. Can't be worse than he was last so year. So then I'm wearing two years ago. He had like 1,700 yards. With somebody that has three games missing, where I mean, where are you going to take him then? I don't know. Yeah, I would say so he's probably going in like the sixth. He's going 77th overall. Oh, that is, that's good that's value. Good. I mean, because if you can get him in the seventh round, because he's going to be your third running back, then he's he misses three Jaquiz games. He's better than Jaquiz Rogers. Do you, yes. Well, that's, I know, yeah, that's a fact. I mean, Jaquiz had some nice games last year because he was playing against, like, the Niners. Is Jaquiz somebody that you might target if you have Ezekiel Elliott because you know he's going to get three games? Get you three. Ooh, that's a nice three solid match. games, and I think they have pretty good matchups to start the season. They play the Bears. I know that. The Dolphins first, the Bears, and then the Vikings, and then the So Giants. those are... Two I mean, the three. Vikings are the best defense, but yeah. I, even the Vikings, their run defense is not, it's not as good as their pass defense. Right, that is true. And the Miami, yeah. You'll want to you wanna keep it on the ground against them. Well, would you do Jaquiz Rodgers or Charles Sims? Oh, uh, I think Jaquiz. I would... I mean, my guess, because Sims just doesn't... His I role doesn't really an, change. I haven't heard anything about Charles Sims. I have not. I need. I would. Yeah. yeah you That's would somebody think, to research a little bit more because yeah, he does get touches. And if Doug's going to be out three games, I mean, be something to look at as well. All right. Anything else about the Bucks? If you have to go with their over under, which is eight and a half, JD, what are you taking? The over is minus one thirty. The under's even. Ooh. I would probably lean a little bit on the under just because I like the division. And they have to play the Bears. Yeah, that's an automatic loss for them, isn't it? Yes. It's going to be a big game. Eric, have you got gun to your head eight and a half, under, over? I'm going over. Let's have some fun with it. I like that, dude. I like I like. I was over. looking, um, talking to Munoz. Munoz is a big Bucks fan. And I was like, dude, we can get Jameis 60 to 1 MVP right now. And he's like, put 100 on it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, let's chill out. Next thing I know, it's 15 to 1 now. Well, which is which is a bit ridiculous. But So is he charging you for not getting that bet in? Yeah, he should. He, yeah, he Munoz, should. I know you're listening. Yeah. You can, he, JD owes you some money if Jameis yeah. goes MVP here. How funny was it when they cut Aguayo and then they got Nick Folk and then he <laughs> fucked up the PAT Was he bad? Right, the yeah. first one he had to oh, do, he no. just completely messed it up. And this is – we'll say this every year we do this podcast. How can we not get 32 people in this country to kick field goals? Okay, <laughs> to it's kick like, a ball. I've always said, man, I have a son. I'm going to have him kicking field goals. Skinny little legs I got. I don't even care. You'd have to build at a least power base. At least he's getting a scholarship somewhere. That is, yeah, that's worth 100%. it. Uh, is his brother? His brother still. He has on a brother? team. Yeah, and is he's he a kicker too. And he's yeah. a better kicker. Yeah. When is it like that? That old the Grammaticas. School? Yeah, the Grammaticas and that <laughs> bull blew his knee by <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> celebrating. Yeah. Oh man, we we need more Bill. That was Bill. Wait, that was Bill, not Martin, right? Martin. 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 Get it right. Sorry, Martin. Cameron Braid over O.J. Howard? Yeah, for sure. You're skipping on Evans. Would you take him at the end of the first round? Uh, if you had 12 and you had to go back-to-back, back, would you take Evans as one and a running back yeah, as the other? Yeah, I would. All right. He's good. All right, let's move to the next team in the division. Gosh, let's pick. Uh, let's go with the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is back for his 47th year in the league. Who that? A- Who that? He's back Who for his 35th year in the league. And Michael Thomas back for his second. So they've been... Uh, Pretty consistent the last three years, going seven and nine and missing the playoffs in the last three years. So there's that. Good job, Sean Payton. 
Although I think most of that can be attributed to the terrible defenses that Rob Ryan put on hey, the field. Man, that's oh. part of that's part of Sean Payton's job too. It is true. He's been more involved with the offense oh, than the yeah, defense, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh sure. yeah. yeah, he know he knows he knows where his his mind is. So. And it's Sean Payton's twelfth year with the Saints. Well, that's what you get when you win a Super Bowl. It's a long tenure. It's getting down to the end, though. You right. So? It's really yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he, I feel like he's been on the hot seat the past couple of years, but <clears throat> they still have Breeze, so you continue that magic. But it's just gonna be one of those things where it's like. Hey, Sean Payton, I'm sure you're really good. Why don't you go someplace else without Drew Brees? See how that goes. See, see what happens. Well, I think we're going to see it once Drew Brees retires in the next, well, it might be 10 years. Dude, he, he says I he wants all, to play till he's 45. Yeah, all these guys are just like, oh. Like, Brees does not get hit. But yeah. he doesn't get hit. They're like, oh, just let me go back, sling it. As long as his shoulder holds up, like, why would you retire? So the last few years, the – Playbook on the Saints. The scouting report has always been they've got the great offense and their defense is shit. Is it the same this year? Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unequivocally. Yes. And it's weird. Yes. Yeah. Is Sean Payton still the head coach? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looking at what they did to upgrade, they got rid of a few people. Jairus Bird ended up being that was one of the worst contracts we've had in the NFL in the last few years. The guy so from here's the, Bills, the safety right? safety from the Bills came over, signed a huge deal. Immediately jacked his knee up, and it just wasn't the same. Uh, they signed Nick Fairley. He, what's his deal? He's just like a heart problem. He has an enlarged heart that was diagnosed at the combine, and his career is probably over. Heart he's, too yeah, big. He's done. He's done. And heart he's too big. And I think it was four years, twenty-eight million or something like that was the contract. That's pretty brutal. That's too bad for Wouldn't them. you catch that in a physical like way early on? I guess not. You don't just grow into that. Well, so. the enlarged heart, if you look at it, it was diagnosed the combine. Uh, Ronnie Turia used to have one. So it's something that you can play with, and, and I think that it can get worse, and I think that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. It's probably a mental thing, too, for the player. It's just a, a risk for them that yeah. he's just like, you know what? Not really worth it. My heart. <laughs> I'll take the money. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And the, and the yeah. Saints did. How much was guaranteed? Sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Out. I'm good. Yeah, I got I got injury insurance on that. Right, signed it. Now he's good. Now the Saints did what you're supposed to do. You draft a whole bunch of defensive players, right? They got the cornerback from uh, Ohio State, Marshawn Lattimore, with the 11th pick. They got a safety with the 42nd pick. They got a linebacker. But it's gonna take what a year or two before any of these come to fruition. The defense isn't gonna be good again, right? They got Sheldon Rankins back after he was hurt for half the year. But they're starting Delvin Bro still, yeah, that's Kenny nice. Vaccaro, and then two rookies, Marcus Williams and Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, that's just and it's going to be inexperience. So are they just going to be in shootouts again? History kind of shows that the hardest position to come into and play well in the NFL is corner and safety, just the secondary in general. And it doesn't help when they don't have anyone to really rush the passer outside of uh, Cameron Jordan. If Rankins has a good year, that'll go a long way. But I just think I think the offense is good enough that I would take. What's their over under? I mean, I believe it's eight and a half as well. Really, their defense can't be that much worse than it's been, especially two years ago. It was like ungod ungodly bad. Right now, when we're looking at this, and the reason I bring up the defense in the beginning so much is. Is this one of those teams where it's going to be the majority of their offense is rosterable in fantasy? Are we looking at Honestly, like six think, or seven players? I think there are eight players on the offense that will go draft. I think there were eight that went in the league we just drafted in. Really? I think it makes sense. <clears throat> I mean, you have both AP and Mark Ingram. It's hard to choose between yeah, both of them, right? Yeah, that's the thing. So like, like, you, you don't keep, know yeah. really where it stands right, right now. Right. So let's talk about those two. So yeah. the eight players that just got drafted from the Saints here, it was Breeze, Michael Thomas, Willie Sneed, Ted Ginn, Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, Kobe Fleener, 
and Alvin Kamara, Alvin the Kamara. rookie. Yeah. He's yeah. like the third down yeah, yeah, Travis yeah. Cadet role that they yeah. had last year. So how are you making out on the Ingram-Peterson situation right now? Are you staying away from them? You don't even know what to do. You're going to watch preseason before your next draft. I have no idea. I, mean, I don't think the Saints know either, to be completely yeah. honest with you. I feel like they're going to roster both. And I, I mean, Pugin said it best. Like, AP just doesn't catch passes. Yeah. So, so I mean, and yet Mark Ingram is not going to fill the role of Cadet, but they'd rather give that to Kamara because yeah. Ingram caught yeah. a bunch of passes last year. Yeah. He could be like that scat back, like, hurry up, two minute. Because Mark Ingram, yeah. Like Mark you said, Ingram Mark Ingram catches a lot of balls. He had 57 targets yeah. last year and he caught. Dude, he you had know, a great 80, year last year. He, he kind of goes under the radar because you know he ended as a top ten running back last year. He was the eighth running back. Yeah, um, he had a like great said, season. He, he kind of goes under the radar. But Sean this, Payton seems to hate him. It seems like there were some games last year where he was just getting benched for Tim Hightower. Was he fumbling a lot? Do you know? Do you remember? I'd have to look it up. Yeah. I think he did fumble quite a bit towards the end. I remember there were a couple of like opening drives where he just got bent straight up like Justin saying, just put Hightower in. Mark Ingram ended as a top 10 running back because of the way he caught passes, but he's still, Tim Hightower had 133 rushes last year. He gone. Averaging four yards a carry. Mark Ingram was averaging five over 200 carries, and yet he still wasn't getting the bulk of them. So mm-hmm. I, how do you even trust AP in these situations? I, I don't think you can really trust AP. I used to be a little higher on him, but now it's... It's going to be a split timeshare, I'd imagine, Yeah, I with feel early like, down work. I feel like both of them aren't going to get enough time to really get in a rhythm, and it's just going to be – it's just a break for Breeze, right? It's like a break from all the pass plays. It's like, okay, let's let's try and get this down a little bit, but you're still going to toss it. If you think that the Saints are going to be down a lot, do you target Ingram later if he's going two rounds after He's going Peterson? after AP? I've got Peter – oh, no, 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 excuse me. Ingram is RB22, In- Peterson's 28. Yeah, I I'd take Ingram first. Yeah. I they got take. a good uh, offensive line. Would you I mean, feel... they have a really good offense. Yes, they, they have a great offense. They lost Taron Armstead, but I guess their first-round pick, they had two first-round picks. Uh, their second one was the guy who's going to slot in at left tackle. And Taron Armstead is supposed to only miss, I think, he's on bit. pup, so he could miss only like three or four weeks. Um, they got to make sure Max Unger is fine as well. He hasn't played a preseason game yet. Um, they said he should be ready for week one. Yeah, but Larry Warford, he's good. Zach Streif is good. Yeah, no, they've got a they've got a good offensive line, and I do and think the all, offense is gonna have to be explosive. We're all on Michael Thomas. Yeah, everybody loves Michael. I love Thomas. Michael. How Thomas. do you not like Michael Thomas? So let's talk about the wide receivers because Michael Thomas is going as a wide receiver, the seventh wide receiver. Is that where about where you put him? He Man. had ninety catches and eleven hundred yards as a rookie. He gets open and he catches everything. He's big. Yeah, he's a big target like, too. What is I don't it? Know. What are his? Measurable six two, six three. So now Brandon Cooks is gone, and so they lose one hundred and seventeen targets. They got does, Ted Ginn Jr. Does does Willie Sneed get elevated? Or I mean, Ted Ginn scored four touchdowns in his last seven games at the end of last year. He's more of the speedster. Breeze throws a nice deep ball. Yes, he does. Would you ever rather have Sneed in the sixth or Ginn in the eighth? That's Gin, a good question. Gin in like the eighth, I think. Yeah, yeah. but it's the same. It's the same concept as Deshaun Jackson, right? He needs one or two, maybe three of those balls to fall right in his hands, and you've got a good day from what your wide receiver three, right? The problem is though that you know Cooks is just such a dynamic player. I feel like so watching the Saints, Cooks they had him run all types of routes. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he could run. You hit all those gadget routes. Yeah. Where they just kind of and Ginn can, him in the space. He can't, do, can't that. do that. Nah, so as a, a defense, you know what Ginn's going to do. Yeah. Right. And so I feel like it's a little bit easier to defend. Um, I think that's a great point. It's and I, cool. yeah, I think Snead's going to get the unders. Uh, he's going to get the little under routes. Yeah, so. I think Michael Thomas might lead the league in catches. Catches or receiving yards? Both. Both. Oh. How many catches did he have last year? What did you say, 90? 92. I mean... You want a little extra confidence in that little bet? Yeah. Saints play 10 games this year. In the Dome. Indoors. Yeah. They only have one bad weather game in Buffalo towards the later half of the season. Yeah. They My- are in prime position to just light it up. Dude, we talked about it. 22 to 1. Most receiving yards. Yep, for Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas. I put 10 on it. Michael Thomas also <laughs> led the Saints in red zone targets last year. Yeah, he's a big body. I mean, I think Breeze just, you know. He's one of those guys that will like keep Breeze around another like three years. He's like, oh, I get to play with this guy. Like, sure, it's all good. Yeah, like I don't need to go anywhere. Keep me in, keep me indoors. Kobe Fleener, pass. What do you do with <laughs> Fleener? What do you do? I don't know. Not draft him. Ugh. Sixteen red zone targets. Yeah, <laughs> two touchdowns. That's how does that bad. even happen, man? I think you give me sixteen red zone targets. Like I can maybe catch two, Drew. It, I feel like you know some of those red zone targets. They're probably in the same series too. So they're like, okay, they right run first down. They won't see this coming. It's like you're wide open. Oh, you didn't catch it. Okay, we'll do it again. You're wide open again, and you still oh. don't catch it. I think we have a pretty good sample size of watching Kobe Fleener play, where it's like, eh. All right, these are the people going after Kobe Fleener. He's the sixteenth tight end. Yeah, right I'll now. take them all. Austin Hooper? Te- oh, yeah. Dude. We'll Hooper. get into Austin okay. Hooper. I like Austin Hooper. These are the th- these are the five guys at- taking after uh, Kobe okay. Fleener right now. And I think I, I would agree with you. I'll take them all. Austin Hooper, Julius Thomas, Cameron Brait, Jared Cook, Where's Antonio Cook Gates. At? Where's Cook at? Cook's in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. I, I maybe have Fleener Oakland's over. Antonio never, Gates. Oakland. I would have Fleener over the Antonio Gates. Yeah. Yeah, would but you? I would, but I would take Thomas. Would you? I don't Man. know. If you I would, would take Julius Thomas and Cameron Bray over Kobe Fleener. Though. I've said that okay, Antonio Gates looks like he's running in quicksand for like the last two years. Yeah, but he and scores he's still touchdowns. playing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He scores. It's, man. Because it's one of those like things where the Chargers are just like, okay, we'll let you play one more year. Like it's not like he had good numbers last year, right? No, right? Fleener. <laughs> no, Antonio. Antonio Gates. Gates. I think no. Antonio Gates. Honestly, like, did now... he get the record? Wasn't he? Ga- wasn't he gunning for like the most? touchdowns record he did not get the, i'm gonna check it right now yeah I'm almost positive he did not get it he got very close to so it's it. like oh come on back we'll we'll let you catch two they'll put him in like honestly i, I could see a season where antonio gets gets like 300 yards oh i'm i would be surprised if he had more than 700 last year no he did not so he's tied He's tied oh, he's tied for the worst possible situation. He might retire the after the first time. game he plays one game he's and then he's tied. like yeah. i'm out yeah oh. yeah Oh. And, and no, he's tied for the touchdown amongst tight ends. Is yes, that what it is? Yeah, among yeah. tight ends. Yes, With Tony Gonzalez. Yes. yes. All right, the Saints. Drew Brees still a top five quarterback. Uh, I would target Drew Brees as fourth quarterback off the board. Who would you take ahead of him? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt I like Ryan. Him as three. Yeah, third. I like him as third. I mean, especially because they're playing indoors. That's a I huge stat like, for me. I always like play, having. Breeze, because you really don't need to worry about him. Yeah, he's gonna put up points. Because he doesn't throw that many picks either, which is weird. Yeah, so they're gonna have a bad, bad defense again. I mean, he just throws for five thousand yards every single year. All right, let's move on to the third team in the division. Oh gosh, an up and down last couple of years for the Panthers. But let's start with the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton, 
And would you say that maybe the rookie that you're most anticipating on offense? Maybe? Don't look at me, dude. I I'm got in. my own rookie. Well, I'm in with that, Justin. I think he, the White Lightning, is here. Is that what we're calling him? Or is that? Or did you just dub him? That? I just made That's that up racist. right now. I like it though. <laughs> the White Lightning. He's quick. He's he'll score from anywhere. The if, Carolina- I to, if I had to take somebody to win Offensive Rookie of the Year after Trubisky, I would take him. I would. I think he's four to one. That would be interesting to to look at who has won. Like, has it been a quarterback or a running back? Right, because last year it was Dak. Yeah. Two years ago, my brain doesn't work that fast. But you guys look it up. But now I would, I would guess it's mostly been quarterbacks. Are you looking it up? Yep. Nice. They've had an up and down. I mean, three years ago they went seven, eight, and one. And then two years ago they were fifteen and one. Went to the Super Bowl last year. They were yeah. six and ten. I don't think they're going to win the division this year. I do think that. Christian McCaffrey adds a lot to their offense. Uh, I don't I don't know how to feel about the Panthers. J.D., do you have a, a strong opinion one way or the other how they're going to do this year? So I'm a big Christian McCaffrey fan, but just looking at where he went in our last draft, he went 20th pick, so he was the 8th pick in the second round. And I think that's just a little bit too early, mostly because, I mean, what do you think his touchdown numbers are going to be? What's optimistic? Seven? I was going to say six. Six, seven touchdowns, and that just seems... And maybe a full-point PPR league, he'd have a little more value because I think that's where he's going to get most of his value. I think they're going to put him in the slot, match him up with linebackers, and just let him shake pools. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he caught 60, 60 receptions. And I think that's kind of the big takeaway from McCaffrey is that how he may catch... Yeah. A crap ton of balls yeah, because so fun to their offensive line is still in shambles, and they really didn't do anything to fix that. Uh, they got Taylor Moten in the draft, uh, but Michael Orr, who went out with a concussion, I know he's not as good now, but their left tackle's done, and so they're going to have to play. They got Matt Khalil. They got Matt Khalil, that's Ooh. right. Yeah, good for that's them. Nice. Yikes. No, that's not nice. <laughs> uh, so I just think that if their offensive line's that, not that good, that may mean that Greg Olson, even though he's Mr. Reliable and he got 130 targets last year, they have to keep him a little bit. I think that they're going to want to start to utilize more checkdowns, and I think that's where Caffrey and the wide receiver they drafted, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. I think those two guys uh, could actually provide a bit of value because they have to be forced into this offense because all the offense is now is Greg Olson, Kelvin Benjamin a little bit. Devin Funches is not going to prove himself, I would imagine. And then you don't really want Cam taking – all of the hits that he's been taking recently. And so I just figured that we're going to be seeing a lot of shorter, get Cam's completion percentage back up because it dropped all the way down to 53% last year. How do we feel about Cam? Guy's going to get killed. (laughs) (laughs) He lost a weapon. No more Ted Ginn. No, (laughs) No he he did with Cam. Like, I think he's just going to keep running a little bit less every year or maybe not. I don't know. So last year I believe was the least he'd run yeah. ever. And I I would assume that they got him more weapons to continue that trend. But if you continue that trend, he just drops in value to me so much. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of his numbers over the past 4 or 5 years it would seem I would have to look at how many rushing touchdowns and stuff that he's had, but he gets so many of those short yardage first downs and touchdowns and he breaks it's off the, the touchdowns. That's the where scrambling. two years ago when he was the QB one overall. Um, and then last year he just, like you said, he had his, his career lows for rushing attempts and rushing touchdowns. I think. Yeah. So just to follow up on some stats here. So Cam Newton rushing touchdowns last year was five year before that was 10 Damn. year before that was five 
Then you go back six, eight. First year, 14. You had 14 rushing yeah. touchdowns? In 2011. What a boss. Now, let's look at rushing attempts. Rushing attempts. So, last year was 90. Year before that was 132. Year before that, 103. 111, 127, 126. So, last year was, was bad. The low. It was the low. And if he gets worse, That's right? Still like what a we're lot saying of is if rushing wanna... attempts. Yeah. But if it gets worse. Yeah. I That's mean, where not... his value is tied up. Yeah. He's not taking those goal line you know, runs anymore, even though they don't have Tolbert anymore. They don't have the bowling ball. But, you know, if you're not putting him on the goal line, you're not letting him go in there. What do you just expect him to bust out big runs? Man, I would expect that when they get into the 8 to 17-yard range, I think that we'll see a lot of McCaffrey rather than anything else. And then I think if you get inside the 3, yeah, you can still give it to Jonathan Stewart, no problem. We know that these players are situational. I, just watching Christian McCaffrey, even bust out some of these moves in the preseason games, and I know it's the preseason games, I'm a believer. I do think that mid-second round is a little bit high. A lot of the things that I had been reading, he had been going mid-third round because I do think that he has running back one potential because if he goes for 1,100 rushing yards, is that out of the question? Yes. 1,000 rushing yards? You think that's out of the question? That's a lot. I don't know how many. He's going to play more. I don't know how many rushing attempts he's going to get. I would say 150. This is going to be a I would put him at 200. Which is what Jonathan Stewart got last year. Jonathan Stewart got two eighteen. I think Jonathan Stewart's still going to be their lead back, though. For how long? He had his lowest yards per carry. It was under four. I think they just resigned him. For not, I mean, you can resign anybody in the NFL. They just cut Jarius Bird. The Saints did. (laughs) You can cut anybody. Doesn't matter. Two year, eight million dollar deal. Anyways, by the way, that's cash for running back, dude. That's just like, oh, we need a, we have a roster spot to fill. That's more than AP. But I think you're gonna. It's gonna based on the touchdowns. All right. So if McCaffrey goes what? 900 yards, catches 60 balls for another 300 yards? No, that's what I'm thinking. That's like how he'll win Offensive Rookie of the Year. 900 yards rushing. Man, I bet he gets – I would probably bet that he might get more receiving yards than rushing yards. Oh, Because you think Stewart's going to get the carries in the beginning? Yeah. See, but I think you got to put McCaffrey I just think McCaffrey he's more valuable. Field. He'll be on the field, but he'll just be doing those gadget plays, you know? That's fair. It's so, a new NFL, boys. Now, amongst rookie – Running backs, Chris McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook? Oh, that's a tough one. Give me the white lightning, dude. Yeah, I think I'd go Christian McCaffrey. Both in the third round, though? You're passing on them yeah, in the second? Yeah, something like that. Maybe Dalvin late third, early fourth. And I think, yeah, I, I like him. I, I think I would take him over Dalvin just because of the pass catching. I know Dalvin can catch passes, too. Mm-hmm. I think McCaffrey's just going to play m- just more. I mean, there's just so many things that he can do. Dalvin will get 300 rushing t- carry. Nah, 250 maybe. Yeah. All right, Latavius. Look, where do you? Sorry, dude. Where do you put Cam Newton amongst the quarterbacks? Is he top 12 for you, JD? I would probably put him right around 12. Looking at that, I expect them to throw downfield a little less, like you were talking about. So that'll help some of his accuracy numbers. Um, and I would think his touchdown, his rushing touchdowns. What did he get, five? Five seems I, about right to me. I bet he gets more than that this year. I'd place him after Russell. Well, this is an old one. Andrew Luck. I don't know where Andrew Luck's sitting. Yeah. But I would take Jameis over him, I think. Ooh. Big Ben? No. Maybe. I don't know. Everyone's kind of down on Big Ben, huh? Yes. I'm not sure why. I haven't done too much research on the Steelers Neither have yet, I, but... but it's just like the... He can't play on the road, and it's like, okay, well. So he has Antonio get, Brown. He has Mart- and Martavis Bryant's back. Yeah. And he has Le'Veon, who's going to catch 80 balls. T- 
Ted Ginn and Corey Brown accounted for 148 targets last year. Excuse you, Philly Brown. Corey Philly Brown. Thank you. Combined for 148 targets. Kelvin Benjamin had 117. Greg Olson had 130. Where do those 148 targets go? Are 90 of them Christian McCaffrey? You know Greg Olson hasn't missed a game in 10 years. What? Yeah, how great is that? That is that's unbelievable. A, that's that's awesome. a nice. That's what you want with your nice, safe tight end pick. Get Drew Brees and then and get then, <laughs> and then get uh, just, Olsen. Greg Olsen. Olsen. God, just forgetting I think, his name right there. Remember when the Bears traded him for like a bag of dicks? <laughs> <laughs> I think JD's right that the targets go to Olsen. He already had uh, 100. No, no I mean, he already had 130 targets. No, the targets will go to McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel. I mean, they're better weapons than guys. Ted Ginn and Funchess. Funchess? Funchess, dude. He trash. He trash. Man, was it in our league? Someone bunches of Funchess. Kelvin Benjamin. I I, stat I saw from uh, Roto is that he had the least separation of any wide receiver. He just doesn't get open. And he's he lumbering pull. down, and then he put on like 30 pounds. Man, in the, the best meme, he wears number 13. Is they said when he went in before training camp, he was wearing a letter B on his jersey. Oh, <laughs> now it's a 13. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, Kelvin. Oh, what are you uh, doing, bud? Let's see where he's going uh, on the draft boards. He's wide receiver 25, like 56, know, I mean, like, end of the fifth round. He's a big, standard, a he's standard big. league, he's probably a little more valuable because you're just hoping he can get you 10 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, PPR, I wouldn't touch him. Kelvin Benjamin or Larry Fitzgerald? He's big. Oh, Larry. Oh, Give me Larry, Larry all yeah, day. Even dude. with Carson Palmer? Yeah. Oh, see, what I are think... you saying about Carson, dude? I... I'll say it right to, to his face. He sucks. He's done. Oh. This is Carson's last year. Oh, snap. He might get hit out of the league. He hears footsteps like two <laughs> weeks early than it actually happens. He's that scared. I have no faith yeah. in Carson Palmer. Kelvin Benjamin or Sammy Watkins? Kelvin Benjamin or Sammy Watkins? Sammy Watkins. Kelvin Benjamin oh, or that's easy. Jarvis that's Landry? That's so easy. I mean, oh, those is are this like so easy. Kelvin or Sammy Watkins. One's like really good at wide receiver, and one's Kelvin Benjamin. And then one of one's uh, quarterback is Jared Goff. Yeah, that's a good point. But I'd still take Sammy Watkins. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm just he's the one being drafted one before him. Really? Jarvis, yeah, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, Jar- Jarvis or Kelvin. Those are like two completely different wide receivers. I'd, go I'd, Jarvis. I'd take Jarvis. Yeah, with yeah. the better because Jarvis, you're getting floor. catches for sure, but yeah. Kelvin's probably gonna have more touchdowns. But what six I to took, four? Yeah. I took yeah. Stefan Diggs right before Sammy Watkins, and I kind of regret it a little bit. Um, How, where's Diggs? No, like, I, I wouldn't be that upset about that. What if this McVay guy on the Rams is like actually a good offensive schemer? Like, we know Jeff Fisher sucks, so I and mean, well, McVay came from. We kind of know Jared Goff sucks too. Yeah, where did McVay the... come from? I forget. Redskins. Uh oh. Greg Olson still a top five tight end. Yeah, yes. until he I take him four. Until he misses I take a game, him three. I take him over Jordan Reed. So what do you? Yeah, what did you? Uh, Gronk, Kelsey, uh, Olson, or Man, Gronk, he's Kelsey? He's so I- steady, dude. Gronk, Kelsey, Eifert, Olson. I might take Olson. I think I would take Olson over Eifert. Yeah. Would you take him over Kelsey? Probably. No. No. no you like- I mean, so oh, then he's number two Kelsey for you behind so Gronk, much. huh? Yeah. Kelsey's so sick. Would you take Curtis Samuel on a flyer ahead of Devin Funches? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is Curtis Samuel, did he go in your draft that you had on Sunday? No, I don't think so. That might be somebody to look at in the preseason, too. If Obviously, wide receivers that are gadget players, they need to get used to the speed of the game, but that could be somebody to look at because Panthers just have targets to go around right now. Yeah. All right, Panthers, they're going to be okay. Now, their over-under is nine. What do you think? 
push maybe nine seven. I think I'd go I take under. the under eight and eight. I just don't the I mean, tough we division. Didn't talk, we didn't talk that much about their defense, but it's a tough division. Oh, we could talk about Keekly. Oh, how many more concussions before he's done? Man, Man, that's just one of those where it's like, dude, you need to stop playing. Is home. it worth it? Just go home. God, playing football must be so sick when you're just like, hey, Luke, so your brain's pretty mush right now. And he's like, no, I want to go play more. Like, okay. As he and, puts and his helmet on backwards, and walks out there. <laughs> and is walks there just in the wrong, walks into the wall. <laughs> but is there nobody telling him, hey, man, you shouldn't play? Is it just because everybody, I mean, who in your circle, when you're providing for them, is going to be like, hey, man, you should stop? I don't know his right? wife. I think I think his family is telling. I think everyone is telling him to stop. What if it's his, him? That have you ever he's seen? Got, to go. Have he's you ever seen any given him. Sunday though? Yes. Because he was all jacked up, and his wife was like, "No, you're gonna keep playing." And he's just like, "I don't know." Well, that's kind of how I feel like Brent and Miko Grimes are oh, on Hard Knocks. Definitely, Miko is get outed. Brent, like he's just under her control. He'll be playing till he's fifty. <laughs> get out. <laughs> all right, Panthers. Nine seems a little bit high to me because I think I'd be higher on the Saints just because of the offense and the defense has a lot of question marks. All right, we're done with the Panthers. And the last team in the NFC South, the defending NFC champions, the Atlanta Falcons. They were 11-5 and last year. Been on an upward trend since they got Dan Quinn, 8-8 eight eight in 2015 in his first year, 11-5 and this year. They do have two new defensive coordinators. I'm sorry, two new coordinators. Uh, they lost Kyle Shanahan to the Niners, and they replaced him with Steve Sarkeesian, the drunk. And then they their defensive coordinator was Dan Quinn. Wait, what? No, the defensive coordinator for Atlanta left. Um, and now Mark and Manuel, who was the defensive assistant, is the new defensive coordinator. Interesting. I forget who their old defensive coordinator was, but you know what? Their defense wasn't very I just good last year. That Dan Quinn handled the defense. I wonder. It, it may have been so because he's the defensive coach, and they let Kyle Shanahan do his thing on offense. But the defense. It can't be worse than it was last year, and mm-hmm. any upgrade for them will help. And they actually did a really good job of adding to their defense. Now, they added Dontari Poe in free agency. I know he's a little bit older. They added Tack McKinley from UCLA, the outside linebacker, who I— Dropped the F-bomb. Yeah, on nice. live TV after like he drafted, that. and it was freaking sweet. I like him a lot. I was hoping that the Cowboys would get him. Um, he's a good—he's a good raw player, um, and he's fast off the edge. And then they also got—who did they get? But anyway, I mean, you know the biggest defensive player they got back though, Desmond Trufant. Desmond Trufant. Yeah, so he was he got hurt after He's the, like a top three corner. Yeah, he got hurt after nine games. Got actually that's who I was thinking of, and got a huge contract. Uh, and having him back is going to be big as well because their defense needed. Did he get the contract after he got hurt? I believe so. It's kind of a saucy move by the GM. Kind of drastic. Get it like a little bit on the cheap. What did he go out with? Was it ACL? No. Well, that's that's better then. It was intern Eric might have to get that one for us. Um, yeah, he's like a top three cornerback. It's funny to think that they made the Super Bowl without him, but I mean, the question is, Ken O'Neill, they got a lot of young talent on the defense. He got hurt his peck, his titty. yeah, torn yeah. peck, torn titty. Yeah, I mean, they still have they've got players on defense. It's got to be able to be better than what it was last year. And their offense, the only thing that they lost, uh, their fullback Patrick Demarco, who went up and is now the fullback uh, for the Buffalo Bills and Lashawn McCoy. We've seen some stats here. JD was talking about it earlier. They, the Falcons, for how good Matt Ryan was, uh, they were the 26th out of 32 teams in pass attempts, which is crazy to think about considering how many yards they threw and how many yards um, Julio had. How do we think this offense is going to do this year? Are they going to be able to put together another 11-5 and season and get to the Super Bowl? I mean, 
Go ahead. Is it I'm, all based upon it, whether or not Stark the Shark comes in and runs the same offense? I think they can still do 10, 11. I think they're double-digit wins. I don't know if they're going to the Super Bowl, but I think they're te- they're double-digit wins. Yeah, I guess none of us having never played like high-level football, like we don't really know how the turnover is. It's like, okay, they lost their offensive coordinator. How hard is it going to be for Sarkeesian to come in while drunk Yep, and like replicate that? I think it'd actually be okay because remember Matt Ryan came out after Kyle Shanahan left and said that was really hard, and he said it was too complex for him. Um, and obviously, I mean, they did well, but yeah, yeah. he said it was too complex. So Sarkeesian kind of has like a wide open door, just like okay, come in, let's just throw to Julio. What a world, Sark can just like totally screw up his last job and then just oh he bounced to Bama and then he gets uh, NFL. You know how many people were probably like looking for that job, and they hire Sark, and they're just like, "Man, what do I gotta do, dude?" <laughs> Sark has called one game in the last two years, and it was that Clemson Alabama game. Is he some savant? Yeah, they lost that game too. He is not a savant. Now, what he has said, and that was one thing that I was looking up, is what did Sark do at USC and Washington? From what I've read, because I did some reading with uh, on Sark and some Atlanta newspapers, just leaving it. He says he's just leaving it. The one thing that he wants to do is get uh, Julio involved a little bit more. He plays brilliant moves. Yeah, I know, right? Sark. <laughs> but everything at Washington USC is he did no huddle offenses. So they're going to play the same really fast pace, and they're continuing to try to do the outside zone running that you know Devontae Freeman is so good at. Now, Devontae Freeman last year, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman was actually a conversation that you know JD was not big on Devontae Freeman, much bigger on Tevin Coleman, mm-hmm. and I think that they were closer, not maybe in talent, but in what we expected from them. Is this Devontae's job now? Yeah, is te- is so. Tevin just waiting for an injury, pretty much? I can admit when I'm wrong. Can you? Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, Tevin's still nearly as talented as Devontae, but I think Devontae has the early down work pretty much secured. And he's actually better than I thought he was coming out of college. So I think they're both very good running backs. I think their offensive line's very good. But like we talked about on the last pod... Offensive line was very healthy. So, I mean, if that keeps up, I don't see any reason why they couldn't win an 11, 12 games because their defense is going to be better. You want to know a fun stat? Devontae Freeman was third in NFL red zone carries. 66. Obviously NFL, Mm -hmm. obviously. But he also (laughs) led the Falcons in red zone targets. Man. Yep. That's actually pretty crazy. You know what? Do you know Sark the, is a genius, dude. Let's get Julio a little more involved. You know Julio wasn't even second? Uh, yeah, his red zone target, it was something ridiculous, like nine or something, right? It was 14. 14. Nine, nine within the 10. Yeah, I mean. Mohamed you know, Sanu had 18. Sometimes it's like the defense is just shifting so much Julio's just, way. And it's like, yeah. you know what? Don't force it to him. Go give it to Devontae. Give, Tevin Coleman had 10 touchdowns. Last year, 12? He had 11. Yeah, something. All-purpose touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Nine, nine rushing. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I mean, it was one of the best offenses, probably one of the top 10 offenses in league history. So it, it's going to be hard to replicate that. But They tied for the fourth most points all time in NFL history with 540 last year. And like you said, the only thing they lost is the fullback. I think they'll figure out how to run. Either I don't know if they replaced Patrick DeMarco, who is pretty good, uh, but I think that they'll be able to, you know, deal without that it's not like losing a lineman or anything like that but yeah uh, new england and atlanta like you said were the top two healthiest offensive lines so if they can do that again and give matt ryan time then of course the the super bowl is is within their grasp julio jones is the second wide receiver 
Would, is that where you would classify him in the league, or is he too frail for your liking? Because it always seems like something's going on with his body. I had the third pick, and I took Antonio Brown pretty much for that reason, that Antonio's just – He's the third pick. Give me, give me a little sa- – like, obviously he has high upside, but he's also a little safer than Julio. But if Julio had more touchdowns and yards, more fantasy points than Antonio, I wouldn't be surprised because physically he's more – impressive what scares me about julio it's the same foot yeah yeah. same (laughs) left foot but dude two surgeries on the foot like screws in the foot i don't know sometimes feet are weird is julio the second wide receiver to you guys or is it odell beckham i would take julio i would take julio as well better offense better offensive line better quarterback where do you rank uh where do you rank matt ryan that's a good question I mean, he was, like, far and away number well, I mean, one. He, he was the MVP. Yeah, he – All yeah. his numbers were insane. Probably fourth, fifth. Take him after Rodgers, Brady, Drew Brees. Fourth, yeah. I could see if you wanted to take him third. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Last year was the first time he started – he ended up over QB7 in his nine years in the league. Yeah, and I think he was actually QB2. Was he QB1? I'm assuming he was QB one. Dude, I think Bree, he had to I have think been. Breeze could have been QB one. Nah. No, I don't think too so. many too many points. That's true. I could be wrong. But no, no, Breeze wasn't QB one. <laughs> they did run for twenty two touchdowns. Okay. I like the Falcons plus one eighty to win the division. Okay. I like I know that. it's not like crazy good juice. I just think they're have the most talent and the fewest weaknesses in that division. Where would you take Devontae Freeman? Right now, the running backs go David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, Devontae, Melvin Gordon. Ooh, so he's like at the he's tail like four. end, let's say. He's yeah. like eighth or ninth pick. I mm. would take Devontae before LaShawn McCoy. Yes. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Buffalo tanking. <laughs> what, he, might get, he might get shipped. Who needs a running back? Everybody? Oh. <laughs> Bears don't, bro. The Pats. The Pats. The Pats. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then let's talk about Austin Hooper because last year under Kyle Shan- under Kyle Shanahan's offense, the Falcons threw or involved their tight end on 14% of plays, which was least in the NFL. So now you get – and they had Jacob Tammy and Austin Hooper. One, now I'm not taking the Niners tight end, whoever it might be, but also that means that if they even get back to the NFL average, the tight end position should be a little bit more valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's Austin Hooper, you guys? Is he the one that went to Harvard? Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. The Harvard of the West. Harvard of the West. <laughs> Harvard of California. <laughs> so just like his catch rate, yards per target, yards per catch, we're all really, really good. And he's a good pass blocker, good run blocker. So basically a guy who can be out there and you don't need to sub in for him. Um, just a good athlete. He kind of passed the eye test for me. I had to plug him in and play him. And it's like he didn't have like phenomenal numbers, but you could see it's like, oh, this is a rookie who actually has some talent. And in a second year – different coordinator i could see him having something where i think we were talking about him going as like the 16th tight end like if you want to wait on a tight end i would take him at the end of the end of the draft ahead of kobe fleener 100 percent. you kidding bro one thing that i do like about the falcons he's like a better kobe fleener though like oh yeah for sure super athletic but he can like block yeah he's so it's like that was more kobe and he can catch 
So the good thing that the Falcons also have going for them is you see a lot of these teams that get really lucky in certain situations. Like I think two years ago with the Panthers when they went 15 and one, you know, they went seven and one in one score games. Last year when the Giants won 11 games, they won, they went eight and three in one score games. The Falcons won 11 games. They only went four and four in one score games. So they didn't get super lucky. Yeah. They, they only went plus 11 in turnover margin. They went five and three in games where they lost the turnover margin. Like, so I think that they have good building blocks to build on. Uh, so I think that 180 to win the division for the Falcons is actually a pretty good bet. I think the Saints were like that too, where they had, I want to say, they had 12 one-score games. You can look at this. And they were like 5-7, and seven, which just is crazy. Like they're not blowing teams out, but they're not getting blown out. Probably goes to show for like, oh, they have a great offense, bad defense. Like it's going to be close. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where if you get a bit of a better defense – you can actually, you know, Make you get a big, stop, yeah, exactly. and then you can actually play your offense. That was the Saints last year. Just looking at it, I mean, yeah, their their margin of losses. They only they, they lost nine games last year, and they only lost two games by more than one score. Yeah. So that's a team that could be, you know, you get a couple more stops, they could absolutely go over their low low total of eight and a half wins. Yeah, yeah that was the other one for the division that I was looking at because it's like Saints plus four fifty. I don't know, it's not terrible bet against. You don't want to bet against Drew Brees? No. Michael Thomas? Uh, that Dude, I kind of like that, actually, because if Atlanta gets a little hurt, offensive lineman goes down, gets dinged up, they go 10-6, and six, Saints could sneak in at 11-5. It five. could. It Julio's could happen. Good. All right. It's Let's, nice to see close divisions. Like, the NFC East is very close. The South is very close. The AFC East. Uh, can you be close next. and bad? Can you be close and bad? <laughs> the AFC East they was should, a fun division they to should do just first. put up odds for who got second in the AFC East. Yeah. Like, just get people to bet on it. And that'd be Bovada's already doing it, I bet. Yeah, right. All right, let's do some division best fantasy. Rank the four quarterbacks in this division. Ooh. Drew. Oh, man, that's just hard. Just go with your gut, I think dude. I'm going to go Drew number go. one. It's fair. Keep, keep going. Yeah. Okay, Drew, then Matty Ice, then Cam, and then Jameis. Ooh, I'll go how they finish this year. I'll go Drew, Matt Ryan. I'll go Jameis over Cam. Okay. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. Jameis is just – I think McCaffrey's going to steal some production. I think they're going to run the ball. I think Jameis – Is Jameis James... too goofy? No. You've been watching I hard think he's fine. I don't think – like, think of, like, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks – He's kind just of a like clown. Stoic guys, is he's that what you're looking of, for? He's Man. not a bookworm, like you like, know. I don't know how much like film study and stuff he does, but it's just like a little too goofy. And maybe <laughs> he'll change in the next couple of years, like because he's probably just super mature, honestly. And he's just probably incredibly athletic at this point that he's yeah. just trusting his. There was uh, there was a scene that I liked where the backup 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 quarterback was like, "Yeah, but once you're on the 53 man roster, like they can't cut you." And Jameis just went back, just looked at him, and said. You can get cut at any time. like, And so I think he understands the he severity knows. of it. I think you're right. He's not somebody that you look at going, oh, he's studying the defense. But he couldn't get cut tomorrow. No, he couldn't. Yeah, I mean. Eh, he could. Yeah. Steal some more crab legs. Let's see what happens. Dude, he could steal all the crab legs. He's not getting cut. All right, the number one receiver on – I'm just going to eliminate the Panthers. On the Bucks, the Saints, and the Falcons, ranked how they finish. Evans, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. God, that division's Ooh, that's, good. Yeah, that's good. Those are some good receivers. It's a good division, offensively. Yes. I'm going. I'm not going to go Michael Thomas first. I love him, but I don't think he's – I think we're going to go Julio, 
Michael Thomas Evans. I'll go Michael Thomas Evans. Julio goes down week six. Oh, because man. you know what? I can say whatever I want. No one will hold me accountable. That bunion. We are holding you accountable. That bunion's gonna get him, dude. I think I would. Go, I would go. Michael Thomas, Evans, Julio. I think Julio's might have a down year. Really? We're all just down on Julio. Oh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll go Julio, Julio then. He's, he's going to drop a 400-yard game when you guys He just goes down at midfield. They, like, to. take his shoe off. And just, I don't even know what a bunion is. It's basically when your foot, like, kind of just morphs to the side. So it's like a bone. It's a bone growth on the side of your foot. It makes it very uncomfortable to basically wear shoes. So you just, like, how do you, what do so you, you know like, shave like off foot? the bone? Yeah, yeah. So that's, it, the surgery is literally you go down and they shave off that bone. Man, his feet are just all jacked up. Just going to snap like a toothpick after that. <laughs> Rank these running backs, how they finish the year. Devontae, Christian McCaffrey, Doug Martin, AP. White Lightning. I mean, I'll go Devontae. McCaffrey. AP, McCaffrey, AP, Doug Martin, Doug Martin, AP. Yeah, AP. I would maybe I, I would take Ingram over AP, Doug Martin over Doug Martin. Yeah, and AP then. I don't know. I'll, I'm curious to see what AP is gonna do. These Saints. I, it's like I'm gonna be reading about their running backs up until it's over. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like what would it take for you to think AP is back or good? Like know. what? Like a 20 yard run? That's sad. Just watch a little bit. Like I can't take these people seriously. Like. Oh man, this AP guy's—I've never seen anything like it. It's like I get it. He's kind of like a physical freak, but he's also thirty-three. Yeah, and he's yeah. also but he's missed a year, so he's, he's a missed a year spry. twice. So last time he did this, he should have broke out that like eighty-five yard run on his first play. That was so sick. Was that two years ago? Yeah, yeah. when he went for like fourteen hundred plus. It was nuts. After sit down. All right, anything on the NFC South? I think there's some great offenses here because the defenses are lacking. I mean, there's. This division has skill, good skill position good players one. everywhere. Even the tight ends are good. The running backs are good. The Saints had eight players drafted in your your last fantasy football draft. Nah, so Fleener's cut, dude. A lot of offense. Fleener, Fleener's <laughs> cut. A lot of offense here. I'd say mostly draft Josh Hill. We're down on the Bucks, but we're up on the Saints and the Falcons. What if you just draft a team with just all the same players? NFC South guys? Uh, the Falcons only scored under thirty points, I think, three times last year. I mean, you just got to go go one of those receivers, then Michael Thomas. Ooh. Try to get Michael Thomas and Devontae. Get Drew Brees in like the fourth. Ooh. Man, the Drew Brees Michael Thomas connection might be where. Austin Hooper, you can get him late. Ooh, little Matt Ryan, Austin that. Hooper. I'm, I'm double do deckering that. somebody. Yeah. That Drew Brees Michael Thomas, that could be worth That's it for days. That's, That's a stack. stack. That's, That's a stack. A stack. Oh, and they I get Ingram wait. real late. Oh, DraftKings can't wait for Drew. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anything else on the NFC South? I think we're good here. I think we're good. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll see you at the next one.